And we're in this series that we've titled Faith. I want everybody to say it with me. Say faith. 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 We're working on our faith uh, over these next 21 days, and we're kind of right there in the middle. Today is day 12, and I hope that you're keeping up. I hope that you're encouraged. I hope that you're leaning in. Pastor Mike uh, uh, shared that with us a little bit ago, just about the value of of trusting God uh, with our future and praying that way. And so I just want to encourage you to continue to work on your faith in this season through this series as we talk about faith. Uh, Last week, we looked at a passage in the Bible in Luke chapter 18, where we started to study this man named Bartimaeus, whose testimony was that he was a blind beggar on the side of the road. And yet when Jesus passed by, he had an invitation to either just stay there in his circumstance and not do a thing, or to by faith speak up to by faith make his request known. In fact, by faith, he cried out with a loud voice, even through persecution, even though there was other people around this, dude, he's not listening to you. Stop talking. Stop crying out. He cried out louder. And yet God stopped in his tracks. Jesus himself right there, the God man, was moved by his faith. And so we're leaning into this uh, passage, and I want to go ahead and jump back into that story because I believe we only, we only covered so much of it. There's, there's still some more meat on the bone, amen? amen. And we, we, we like to eat here at Walk Church. <laughs> so uh, if you're ready, say ready. ready. If you're hungry, say let's eat. Ready. Let's eat. Well, Father, right now as we prepare uh, to eat from your word, Holy Spirit, would, would you do what Pastor Marvin just prayed? God, would you speak to us? God, thank you that your book, your Bible is living and active. So activate us today. Activate our faith. And God, will we even take a step today like Bartimaeus did in following you for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Luke chapter 18. Last week, I preached a message that I titled Faith to See. Faith to Uh, to see. And like I said, we made it as far as we could with the time that we had. I want to continue in that thought, faith to see, but this this title has a dot, dot, dot next to it. In other words, faith to see, it continues, all right? We're into the, the second part of this series. So let's go ahead and read the text one more time, and then we'll start to pull out some applications that will stir our faith today. Luke chapter 18, verses 35, all the way through 43. Here we go. As he, talking about Jesus, drew near to Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. Hearing a crowd going by, he inquired what this meant. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. And he cried out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And those who were in front rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he came near, he asked him, what do you want me to do for you? I want you to visualize this moment, Jesus with the blind beggar on the side, Jesus speaking to him saying, hey, what do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, let me recover my sight. Verse 42, Jesus said to him, recover your sight. Your faith has made you well. Verse 43, and immediately he recovered his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God. 
faith to see. This is the the word of the Lord. Let me give you four quick recap points from last week. That's going to be the trampoline that we jump off of to get to this week, all right? First, we see in verse 36, he had faith to inquire. He, He picked up the phone. He made the call. He heard that there was a buzz in the atmosphere. Who, who's walking around? Who's coming by? There's a rumbling of something that's happening. He says, what's going on? He inquires about God's activity. I think there, that's a great place to start. In fact, I've been hearing testimonies this past week of people saying, hey, I'm, I'm a more aware. God's doing more around me. And I don't want to just do my thing. I want to be on his agenda. I want to be on his itinerary. I want to do his thing. Not my will, but his will, right? Your will be done. And so he had faith to inquire, but not just to inquire, as if they said, hey, Jesus is walking by. And he goes, oh, that's cool. No, no, he said, this is my moment to make my request known. He had faith to cry out. He didn't just pray. He had desperate prayer. He called out on the name of Jesus. He began to cry out Jesus' title, son of David, Messiah, King, Lord, have mercy on me. People tried to shush him, right? He cried out all the more. He had perseverance. What's perseverance? Perseverance is simply pushing through when things get hard. Perseverance is finishing what you started even through the tension, even through the discomfort. It's saying, hey, God's going to get me through. It's not going to be easy. He didn't call us to easy. Um, In fact, he said, wide is the road that's easy, and many are on it. But he said, narrow is actually the road to me, and fewer on it. I don't want to just be on any old road not knowing where I'm going. I want to be on the road that Jesus is leading. Faith to cry out, faith to persevere, and then faith to ask. Suddenly, Jesus stops, makes eye contact with Bartimaeus, and says, what, what do you want me to do for you? And I'm grateful that he had, he had an answer. Last week, we had a note card where everybody wrote down on the card, Uh, just what their prayer request was. What do you want to see God do? And we've been praying over those. Wednesday night, we had those at our prayer meeting. We're going to keep praying over those over these 21 days, and we're wanting to see God do it. Amen? God restore marriages. God heal people from cancer. God turn things back to life. God move in people's dreams and people's hearts, and God save family members, and God do do the impossible because you're possible, God. Right? Like we're asking God to do that. Faith to inquire, faith to cry out, faith to persevere, faith to ask. Now let's look at the text because it's driving us to a new place here today. Maybe you would think after verse 42, if this were a Disney movie or something of a story fairy tale, you would think, okay, he recovered his sight and happily ever after. But no, no, no. The story continues about this once blind man who can now see. Faith to see continues. Look at the scripture with me up on the, here on the screen or in your Bibles. It says, and Jesus said to him, recover your sight. Your faith has made you well. There's more to the story, all right? It doesn't just end right there. What happens next? Well, immediately. Everybody say immediately. immediately. So he, he didn't waste any time. He, he recovered his sight and followed Jesus. Faith to see leads to faith to follow. Jesus didn't just heal something in you, spiritually, physically, emotionally, so that you can walk around and say, I'm healed, though praise God for healing. The thing that he's done in us is so that we would then in turn follow him and say, Jesus, not only 
are you a great savior, but you're so much more than a genie in a bottle. You're so much more than a spiritual ATM machine. You're the Lord. You're the Messiah who's worthy to be followed. We're hanging on his words, amen? We're, we're following his next steps so close that the dust from Jesus' feet is, is landing on us because we're that close. We want to follow him, right? He says, not only can I see, but this guy is worthy to be followed. I don't know about what y'all are doing, but I'm going to take a step. I'm going to walk it out. First point of the sermon here today, we're talking about faith to see. Here's how, here's how you know if you can see. It's faith to follow. I want to encourage you to write that down. Faith to follow. Faith to follow who? Faith to follow Christ. And today you might be sitting here thinking, yeah, I, I already got that point down. Be careful that you didn't make a decision in the past and now you today know how to do this thing. You, you, you no longer follow Jesus. You just know how to be a Christian. I've figured out how to do this dance enough that I don't actually have to follow Jesus anymore. I can do just enough to act like I do. Faith requires following. Faith requires saying, hopefully you've been checking out the devotionals over these last 21 days. I've been moved by the faith of the saints of the Old Testament who even in their older age, God was still giving them new things. God was still serving them up passes for them to hit by faith. God was still saying, hey, I'm going to call you to do something great, Moses, great, Abel, amazing, impossible things, Sarah. I'm going to ask you to do something powerful, Jacob, right? This idea of faith, faith to follow. What does the word follow mean? I'm going to give you a definition. Follow means to engage in as a calling or a way of life. This blind beggar's life was forever changed. He didn't just recover his sight, and now he's off into his own world, doing his own thing. Jesus was something of his past. No, Jesus was something of his future. Faith to follow means I'm about to engage in this thing called Christianity. I'm not going to just check a box. I'm, it's going to be a way of life for me. You know, the, the disciples in the New Testament, specifically in the book of Acts, were, were called followers of the way. Why? Well, because it was a way of life. Discipleship was not just a task. Discipleship's a lifestyle where Jesus sets the course, amen? He says, follow me. Before we see that in Luke 18, we see this in Luke chapter 9, where Jesus is starting to get more popular, more entourage, more followers. Some people are there because they want to follow the Messiah. Other people are there because they want a free breakfast roll. Come on and they want some wine to go with it. That sounds kind of strange. <laughs> Somebody clap for that, right? Uh, right? Uh, they're like, hey, look, I heard he's like throwing biscuits out. <laughs> I need to follow this cat. And Jesus has to check people's heart before they start. Amen? Luke chapter 9, verse 23. Look at this verse with me. In fact, let's read it together. Here we go. And he said to all, hold on one second. Everybody say all. all. Extend the L. All. In other words, you're in the all. This is a verse for us. It's not just a verse for somebody. It's our verse. He said to everybody, to all, if anyone would come after me, come on, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. What a word. 
Jesus is surrounded by all types of people. Some people want healing. Some people want food. Some people want to just be in the, the selfie. I was there. And some people are really wanting to follow Christ for who he is. And Jesus says, okay, here's how I can trust. Here's how I can test a true follower. Let him first deny himself. This will not be a popular point in the sermon, but I'm asking you to stick with me throughout it all. The first step of becoming a follower of Jesus is, listen to this, this is going to blow somebody's mind. Not in a good way, maybe, but it's good for you. The first step of following Jesus is denial of self. And, and the reason why Jesus, I believe, starts with this is because he knows our self will get in the way. Our comfort, our dreams, our ideas, our money, our, our, our vision, our self. Listen, we are professional justifiers. We can justify anything. We can, we can try to figure out a way to say why we can't do something. And Jesus says, all of that can be dragged and dropped under the category of just deny yourself. Yeah. Whoa. Sometimes people ask me as a pastor, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't ask uh, good questions. You can ask me anything. You can ask me this question as well, but I'm just going to probably give you my answer up front. Sometimes people say, hey, Pastor Hyden, what do you think about this? And I usually start by saying, it don't matter. <laughs> That's not good English. I get it. Not good grim. Here's why it doesn't matter. Because my opinion, I checked in a long time ago. I don't even rely on my own opinions. I, I said, Jesus, I'm not that smart. In fact, you tell me to deny myself. And so I need your opinions, God. I need your wisdom. I need your words. I need your Holy Spirit to help me discern life. I don't want to just take myself as the only answer. I need wisdom from above. Let him first deny himself. So sometimes along the journey of following Jesus, he might ask you to do something that you in yourself don't like. Deny yourself for the purpose of following Christ. And let me tell you, the sweetness of that is that his plan for you is better. You, you, you might not know it at the time, but I've never heard somebody say, man, I followed Jesus and he let me down. I mean, we just sang, he's never let me down. He's faithful through generations. The rain came, the wind blew, but I'm following you, Right? We follow him through the storms of life, through the ups and downs, the hills and valleys, and he seems to know what he's doing. How about the moment when the disciples are on the boat and Jesus takes a nap? Man. Not just like on underneath, he's down there chilling, sleeping, napping, water splashing into the boat. At some point, the disciples go, all right, too much, yo, I'm going to wake him up. I ain't about to die out here. I remember one theologian said the most powerful sermon Jesus ever preached is when he went to sleep. In other words, he was saying, I'm in control. 
even though you might not fully be aware. What does Jesus do? He says, you guys, you guys, your faith is not where it needs to be. And Jesus speaks to the storm and the storm obeys. Listen, Jesus is worthy to be followed. Let him deny himself and take up his cross daily. It's not just a Sunday thing. This is an every day thing. Come on, every day. E-R-Y, Uri. Every day. Take up his cross daily, and then you're ready to follow me. Can I just tell you really quick, in case somebody's thinking this, no shade to you, but I just want to clarify, he is not talking about jewelry here. You're like, man, I, put, I took up my cross and threw it on. It's got diamonds in it. It's, it's blinging. It's icy. He's not talking about that. This cross was wooden and not popular. This cross was a symbol of death. Jesus said, if you're going to really do this thing called fellowship, if you're really going to follow me, one, you got to be willing to deny yourself. Don't slow me down. Follow me. And number two, you got to be willing to die for me because Jesus knew where he was going. And at the same time, he also knew that he was worthy. And so the invitation is there for Las Vegas brothers and sisters 2,000 years later to still follow Christ. And I believe the invitation hasn't changed. And so I know that that's challenging, but I want to I push you into the challenge for the sake of God's glory and your joy, your good. I, I've, I believe that for those who who didn't follow Christ, who chose their own comfort, would look back on their life and say, I made the wrong choice. And I want to say today, whatever stage of life you're in, young or old, it's a great day to follow Jesus. It's a great day to deny yourself. It's a great day to say, hey, self on the shelf, Christ on the throne in front of me. I'm going to follow. I'm going to follow him. I want to just go ahead and lead us in a quick moment of prayer right now. Because we're in 21 days of prayer. We've been doing something that's a little different. We're just having some spontaneous moments of prayer in our service. Is that okay? Yeah. All right. And here's, what, here's what the prayer I want to put up on the screen. Lord, today I choose to follow you. And you can use any of these words. I choose to follow you to. I choose to follow you in. I choose to follow you with. And let's just go ahead and talk to the Lord right now together as a church family. You can join us online as well. Drop it into the chat if you want. But let's just have a moment of prayer together. Amen. Let's do it. Father, I look at this story in Luke 18. And I see a blind person who was healed and then convicted to follow. So Lord, today I say alongside my friends and family here at Walk Church, today I choose to follow you too. Choose to follow you in. Come on, what's, what, what do you want to declare by faith? I choose to follow you with. Choose to follow you with faith, with confidence, with hope. choose to follow you with perseverance, God. Lord, I choose to follow you today. I can't wait for tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow I'll do it. No, today, immediately. 
Lord, I choose to follow you with all my heart, not just some of my heart, even the confusing parts of our hearts. Lord, I choose to follow you to school. I choose to follow you to Las Vegas. I choose to follow you to work. Lord, I choose to follow you in every season. I choose to follow you in my home. I choose to follow you in my secret places. Lord, I choose to follow you in kingdom living. Thank you, Lord. What else? What else? What else? Come on. Talk to him. Choose to follow. I choose to follow you to forgive. Deny myself when I want to hold on to something that you're not holding on to, Lord. Come on, what else? Lord, I choose to follow you with my finances. I choose to follow you to the end of my life, God. I choose to follow you to the finish line. Lord, I follow you in the seasons that are up and the seasons that are down. I choose to follow you in singleness. I choose to follow you in marriage. Maybe somebody recently went through a difficult divorce. I choose to follow you even in the toughest of seasons. I choose to follow you even through grieving. Come on, can, can you just pray that prayer, Lord, I, I follow you? Anything else? As we pray by faith, this is a faith prayer. God, we together in this room pray with faith and thank you that you're leading the way. We're not following blindly. We're following the leader. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God, right? Come on, amen. And he meets us in our following. I wrote this quote down in this context of fellowship, and I just want to mention it just one more time because I just think it's so important for us to have this in front of us. It's a reality statement. You can write it down if you want. Take a screenshot as well. The goal is not to be a professional Christian. The goal is to be a faithful follower. If that is where you land with your occupation in life, I'm a faithful follower of Jesus. You are doing your calling. What do I mean by a professional Christian? I think that at least this has been my experience as a pastor for the past 10 years. I've noticed over this past decade, a lot of people have gotten to this place where they said yes to Jesus. They recognized they were a sinner. They recognized they, they were in need of a savior. And at some point they said, Jesus, I'm going to follow you. I receive you and your blood is sufficient to cleanse me of my sins. And not only that, but you've given me a, a guide, a map, a book, a GPS full of words from you. I'm going to read your word. And we start devouring the word. And I'm going to get plugged into community and be a part of a local church. And every week I get a chance to come on Sunday and, and learn and see and grow and, and now I'm even in a group and, and I'm connecting with some people that know my name and they, they know me and I know them. And, 
And now I'm even knowing how to use my finances for kingdom's sake. And, I, and you know what? Jesus, I think I'm going to get off here. Let me hit the X. I think this is good. Exit fellowship now. I know how to be a pro. And for the next 20 years, people do what they've done. And they missed out on following Christ because he had more in store. Look, don't, don't be a professional Christian who's like, I, got, I figured that out at like youth camp, dude. Like I went to youth camp. They taught me how to read the Bible and I got saved. I got baptized and then I got off. I got off the following. And I just believe that Jesus is too much of a gentleman to like chase you down. But he'll invite you to follow. And that same savior that maybe you used to follow when you became a professional, you were never a professional. You were actually just getting started. Don't deceive yourself. So that Christianity is just part of, you know, like your list. You're like, oh man, I'm this, I'm that. This is what I do. I'm a Christian. Like, no, no, like Jesus shapes the whole thing. He shapes the whole occupation of who you are if you're following him. If not, maybe you're just a pro in your head. But Jesus, don't, he's not in, interested in pros. Think about that concept. I'm a professional Christian. Blow that up so that you can just be a faithful follower. That alone is, is better. Amen? Okay, I got to move. I got to keep going. I got to keep going. All right, listen. Not only does that happen in his life. But look, look what he does next. As the verse continues, here's what the text says. It says, immediately he recovered his sight and followed Jesus. He said, I'm going to be a faithful follower. Glorifying God. If you want to see God continue to move in your life like we're seeing in the blind beggar's life, who's now the seeing follower. Number one, faith to follow. Number two, faith to glorify. Faith to glorify. What, what do I mean by that? Faith to glorify means you have faith to give God the glory he's due. Faith to give God the credit. Faith to give God the praise. Like God has done something in your life, it should result in God's glory in your life. Amen? And can I tell you, it's great when you don't have to get the glory and he gets it, it's why we were created. Let me just tell you, as a former college and professional athlete, I've been in the sports realm for many years, and now I have the honor of, of ministering to a lot of professional athletes that are at the top of their game. And here's what I've realized as I, as I love on and work with and, and walk with a lot of athletes, a lot of times people feel the most empty when they get the most praise. There's something about when you get the glory is, is actually self-defeating. It feels very hollow. Why? Because you're not God. When he gets the praise, when he gets the glory, you feel like this is why I was created. I'm an image bearer. So I'm created in the image of God for the glory of God. And, and I love this quote. Listen to this quote from a pastor named John Piper. He says it like this. I'll put it up here on the screen. God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. 
I love this idea because it communicates this, this principle that when we're living our lives for the glory of God, when we're living our lives for his name's sake, when we're not focused on our name and followers getting bigger, but on his name and his followers getting bigger, and he gets the glory, we're satisfied. T- take me at my word. Or take him at his word, matter of fact, that you'll be more joyful, more excited, more fulfilled when God's getting glory and you're satisfied. In following him with whatever he says, wherever he says, whatever he calls you to do. Now, will that be easy? No, because that's why you got to deny yourself, family. That's why you got to start there. But I promise you this, you'll be more satisfied in life the more God gets the, the glory. I love this quote from theologian John Stott. Stott says it like this. He says, the power comes from him. The glory must go to him. Amen. If you can say today, man, yeah, I believe that God woke me up. I believe that God has given me breath in my lungs. I believe that God is the one, you know, there was reading this proverb the other day that says the Lord is the maker of the eyeball. Have you glorified him for that yet? That, that not only that, but he, he's the one who provided everything, family. And I, I love Las Vegas. We get to live in the best city in the world. Yeah, I said it. And I, we get to go to the best church in the world. I'm not trying to be prideful. My bad. I love this church. I love what God's doing in this place. I love that God allows it. He gets the glory. I want to give him glory because Uncle Sean and Auntie Trisha just celebrated 20 years of marriage. 23. 23. It's the Michael Jordan year. I want to give God glory for that. Right? And I was hearing about other just celebrations in the house here, here today. Let's give God the glory. Amen? For doing stuff that if it was up to us, we probably wouldn't have made it. If it was up to us, we probably would have chose the comfort. If it was up to us, we probably would have done something that we shouldn't have done. But God in his grace stepped in and had more. And we chose to follow him. He gets the glory. I love this uh, idea from the Westminster Shorter Catechism. So many years ago, there was a group of theologians who had this idea. Let's come up with a catechism, a a guide on theological items about the Bible, and let's answer those questions with short answers so that we can know what we believe. That was the idea of the Westminster Shorter Catechism. And here's the first question of the catechism. The first one was this, what is the chief end of man? Answer, man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. That was the two Things that we're destined and called to do. Friend, if you do this, you lived out your, your calling. What's your calling? Hey, my calling is to glorify God and enjoy him while I do it. As I follow Jesus, I give him the glory. God's power, God's glory. We enjoy that. That's fun. Not easy, but it's fun. It's powerful. It's worthy. I love this verse from 1 Corinthians chapter 10 um, as we get ready to close. 1 Corinthians 10 says it like this. 
Uh, Paul's writing to the Corinthians. I was just talking with our youth director, Marco, about this verse. I love this verse. So whether you, come on, read it with me. Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Whatever it is that you do, do it for his glory. Amen? If you're an athlete, do it for the glory of God. If you were setting down chairs here in this cafeteria on Friday night, set that chair down for the glory of God. Come on, amen? If you're holding a baby in the kids' ministry, do it for the glory of God. If you are a banker, bank for the glory of God. Come on, if you're an Uber driver, Uber for the glory of God. Of God. If you work at Blaze Pizza, put that topping on for the glory of God. Amen. If you do hair, cut hair, do makeup, makeup for the glory of God. If you work in tech and cameras and computer, I just want you to see whatever you do, prioritize His glory and you'll be satisfied. The two things that we see from the blind beggar is this number one, He says, I'm going to follow Jesus. The story doesn't just end at healing. The story moves into following. Following leads into glorifying. Can I give you the third and final point? Third and final point? Can I? Okay. Third and final point. Let's look at the text. And then worship team, help me close, please. Immediately he recovered his sight. He followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God. First point was this, faith to follow. Second point was faith to glorify. Third point is faith to celebrate. Faith to celebrate. Now listen, before I move forward, let me just say this. The first two points had everything to do with Bartimaeus. Right? What did he do? What he followed and he glorified. Two great things. This last point has to do with those around him. So a few minutes ago, these people were telling him to be quiet. They were shushing him. They were sidelining him. They were saying, hey, Bartimaeus, stop talking. God's not interested. Jesus then stops, heals him, and everybody who saw it said, all right, praise God, right? Like, look at the verse with me. I love this verse right here, verse verse 43. When they saw it, they gave praise to God, all the people. Can I just say this really quick? Hear me, Walk Church. Come on, let me get some eye contact. Give me some eye contact. Give me some eye contact. We need to learn how to celebrate God's activity in the lives of others better. We need to look for moments where God's working in somebody's life, and we need to praise God for that. I believe we're far too insecure. Like, we get insecure. I hear that. I'm like, what? You're salty because that person's getting baptized? What? We need to celebrate God's activity. We need to say, God, do it in them. Hey, Pastor Mike, why is he lifting his hands? Celebrate. You lift your hands. Why is that person sitting in the front? Don't worry about it. You, Man, how come blind Bartimaeus is following Jesus? He was blind. Yeah, why don't you just celebrate that? I want to look for moments. I don't want to be a, hella, a, a hater. I want to be a celebrator. Come on. Don't. I want to be a celebrator. Go out of your way, brothers and sisters here at Walk Church. I can't speak for everybody's church. The the brand of ministry we're going to do is celebrating. You can either be a critiquer or a celebrator. You can either be somebody who sits on the side and says, hey, shh, we don't do that here. 
Or you can say, hey, I'm not even focused on you. I'm focused on him. And I'm focused on celebrating his activity. Celebrate God's activity in other believers' lives at other churches. Come on. God's moving through the... The city of Las Vegas is going to grow to 3 million plus in the next few years. In other words, we need more churches. We need more disciples being made. We need more people using their gifts for the glory of God all around the city. North, South, Henderson, you know, East, West, Vegas. We need more. Let's celebrate it. Amen. You'll be glad you did. Let me pray. And we're going to close with this song of response. Father, we... We ask you here today um, for faith, an increase of faith, a stirring of our faith, faith to follow you, faith, God, to glorify you, faith, Lord, to celebrate you and what you're doing, not just in our lives, but in the lives of those around us. You are good. Today, if you don't know Jesus, I want to invite you to get to know him. By faith, you can turn from your sins and put your faith in him. The first step of following is faith. So right now, just call in his name. Just say, Jesus, I believe. I'm ready to follow. Faith to follow. I believe you died for my sins. I believe you rose from the grave. I don't have all the answers, but you do. And today, I'm going to follow you. I give you the glory for it all. Help me to turn from my past. And by faith, I turn toward you for my future. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.